0: Bug Jargal by Victor Hugo Chapter 40 Gentlemen, I hardly know why I lay before you my thoughts. They are not those which you understand, or can be made to understand. You must experience them. I have proved them. But such was the state of my mind when the guards of Biasu handed me over to the Negroes of Mourne Rouge. It appeared as if one body of phantoms passed me over to another— and without opposing any resistance I permitted them to bind me by the middle to a tree. They then gave me some boiled potatoes, which I ate with the mechanical instinct that God grants to man even in the midst of overwhelming thought. Meanwhile, darkness had now come on. My guards took refuge in their huts, with the exception of half a dozen who remained with me, sitting or lying before a large fire that they had lighted to keep off the cold night air. In a few moments, they were all buried in profound sleep. The state of physical weakness into which I had fallen caused my thoughts to wander in a strange manner. I thought of those calm and peaceful days which, but a few weeks ago, I had passed with Marie, without being able to foresee in the future any possibility other than continued happiness. I compared them with the day that had just expired— a day in which so many strange events had occurred as almost to make me doubt their existence, when I had been three times condemned to death and remained under sentence. I thought of my future, which consisted only of the morrow and which offered nothing but misfortune and a death happily near at hand. I seemed to be the victim of some terrible nightmare. I asked myself if all that had happened was real. Was I really in the power of the sanguinary Biasu? Was my Marie lost to me forever? And this prisoner, guarded by six savages, bound and condemned to certain death, this prisoner, seen by the glare of the brigands' fire, was it really I? In spite of all my efforts to repel them, the thoughts of Marie would force themselves upon me. In anguish I thought of her fate— I strained my bonds in my effort to break them, and to fly to her succor, ever hoping that the terrible dream would pass away, and that God would not permit all the horrors that I dreaded to fall upon the angel who had been given me for my wife. In my sad preoccupation, the thought of Pierrot returned to me, and rage nearly took away my senses. The pulses of my temples throbbed, nearly to bursting. I hated him. I cursed him. I despised myself for having ever had friendship for Pierrot at the same time I had felt love for Marie. And, without caring to seek for the motive which had urged him to cast himself into the waters of Grande Riviere, I wept because he had escaped me. He was dead. I was about to die. And the only thing that I regretted was that I had been unable to wreak my vengeance upon him." All these thoughts passed through my brain during the state of semi somnolency into which my weakness had plunged me. I do not know how long it lasted, but I was suddenly aroused by a man's voice singing distinctly, but at some distance, Yo que soy contrabandista. Quivering with emotion, I opened my eyes. All was dark, the negro slept, the fire was dying. I could hear nothing more. I fancied that the voice must have been a dream, and my sleep-laden eyelids closed again. In a second, I opened them. Again, I heard the voice singing sadly, but much nearer, this verse of a Spanish romance. In the fields of Ocana, I became prisoner. They took me to Cotadilla. Unhappy was I. This time it was not a dream, it was Pierrot's voice. A few moments elapsed, then it rose again through the silence and the gloom, and for the second time I heard the well-known air of Yo Que Soy Contrabandista. A dog ran eagerly to greet me and rolled at my feet. It was Rask. I raised my eyes. A negro stood facing me, and the glimmer of the fire threw at the side of the dog his colossal shadow. It was Pierrot, The thirst for vengeance fired my brain. Surprise rendered me motionless and dumb. I was not asleep. Could the dead return? This is not a dream, but an apparition. I turned from him in horror. Seeing this, his head sank upon his breast. "'Brother,' murmured he, in a low voice. "'You promised that you would never doubt me when you heard me sing that song. "'Brother,' Tell me, have you forgotten your promise? Rage restored the power of speech to me. Monster, exclaimed I, do I find you at last? Butcher, murderer of my uncle, ravisher of Marie, dare you call me your brother? Stop, do not approach me. I forgot that I was too securely tied to make the slightest movement and glanced to my left side as though to seek my sword. My intention did not escape him, he continued, in a sorrowful tone of voice. No, no, I will not come near you. You are unhappy. I pity you. You, you have no pity for me, though I am much more wretched than you are. I shrugged my shoulders. He understood this silent reply. He looked at me in a dreamy manner. Yes, you have lost much, but believe me, I have lost more than you have. But the sound of our conversation had aroused the six Negroes who guarded me. Perceiving a stranger, they leaped to their feet and seized their weapons, but as soon as they recognized the intruder, they uttered a cry of surprise and joy and cast themselves at his feet, striking the ground with their foreheads. But the homage that the Negroes rendered to Piero, the caresses which Rask bestowed both upon myself and his master, who gazed at me with uneasiness, as though astonished at my cold reception, made no impression upon me at the moment. I was boiling over with passion, and maddened at the bonds that retained me. Oh, I exclaimed, crying with anger under the chains which held me, oh, how unhappy I am! I was grieving because I thought that this wretch had committed suicide. I thought him dead, and I was deprived of my vengeance. Now he is here to mock me. He is here, living under my eyes, and I am powerless to stab him. Oh, who will free me from these accursed cords? Pierrot turned to the Negroes, who were still prostrate before him. Comrades, said he, release the prisoner.